With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello and welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yeah, buddy. Where the rubber's going to hit the road right now for the Buffalo Bills. Two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Bills are down. They have one timeout. They are facing fourth and 14 from the Patriots' 18-yard line. Uh, Josh Allen just tried to throw to the end zone at Dawson Knox, could not come down with it. So in a game in which, because of the wind the pay- and, and Bill Belichick deciding, I want to show you I don't need a quarterback to win, because that's part of it too, <laughs> the Patriots have thrown the football three times, and they find themselves one play away from winning this game 14-10 to again. Mac Jones has thrown the football three times in this game. He is two out of three for 19 yards. The Patriots have piled up over 200 yards on the ground. The Bills' offense has found tough going uh, due to the weather, due to the Patriots' defensive ability, and now they are one play away, the Patriots are, from giving the Bills an L at home and winning a game that's going to be talked about for a long, long time. The game the Patriots only threw the ball three times. I guess you can't call it the Mac Jones game, 
because it's he didn't really do anything, right? Like if you're going to name the game, you can't call it the Mac Jones game. The Mac Jones didn't throw game. He still gets no, a quarterback win, baby. The, the no Mac Jones game, like I don't know what what you would say. Like I, I don't know what the what the thing would be. The no I would Mac want Jones him to game? inscribe my ticket, my virtual ticket, Mac Jones, master of the two step. Okay. <laughs> Twelve no- six twenty one. <laughs> Boom. Uh, so again, two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Patriots lead this game fourteen ten. And look, look for all of you that think, hey, why is Bill Belichick doing this? Right. Of course, he could have thrown the football a little bit more. He wants to win a game like this. He wants to win this way. And if you think he doesn't, you're crazy. He wants to win. He wants to show the world this is how you win football games. This is how I. I like to win games. I, this is how I can show you I don't need Tom Brady to win, and I don't need a quarterback to win. It's great when you're praising Mac Jones early on because, hey, you know, everybody praising Mac Jones is anti-Tom Brady. But hang on, all the people on television saying Mac Jones is even better than Tom Brady was, I'm going to put a stop to that by letting Mac Jones throw the football three times. I'm going to put all big stop to everybody saying how great Mac Jones is by letting him throw the football three times. That's it. Because now I've had it. I was okay with you for a while when you were on my side now you're giving him too much credit so i'm going to make you think that this is all about me now this is what's going on i just love that you go into that deep analysis my whole thing was all right guys game plan how do we mitigate risk we love our offensive line and our stable of running backs we good to go josh how we looking over there okay good let's go not oh oh i'm a genius let me put my hood on so they really can't see my eyes and then i really look like palpatine i really don't think it was that deep Staring of course in the mirror going, of course that's damn media, damn media and all these fanboys, I'm going to show them. <laughs> no, look, it's not the only reason. It's not the only reason, but this it's is just so... the way you lay that out. But, I'm because like, it's he's trying to it. win a stupid football game. Because it's part of it. He's showing you, I don't need a... I'm so smart, and I know I don't need a quarterback to win. That's what he's showing you. Now, and clearly he's not just going to do that any week because he's not going to sacrifice winning games. But a game like this, hey, we can't throw the football. We have a pretty good beat on stopping Josh Allen. I feel pretty good about this. With the way the, the way the football, I know the way we're playing defense. We're going to be fine. This is a game I can prove a point. Because it's not like Mac Jones couldn't throw the football. Obviously he threw a little bit. He, threw, he completed two passes. But this is, this is okay, I can, I, can, I, can, I can serve both uh, uh, um, I can serve both outcomes here by showing you that Yes, we can win. I, I can win without needing a quarterback, and it's also the right strategy to win this game. And what does everybody talk about at the end? They talk about me. They talk about me outcoaching Sean McDermott, which he did. They talk about me being able to win a game in which we threw the football three times and how embarrassing that is for the Bills that when you know a team is going to run the football on every play in the NFL and you still can't stop them. That is emasculating, and it's embarrassing. And again, it comes back to it's all about me. It's all about Belichick. Hey, me, 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 me. Who, you really think Mac Jones is that great? We just won a game over a team that was in first place. We were, we, were, we were a half game ahead of them, and everybody thought they were a Super Bowl team. We just beat them, and look at how we did it. I didn't need a quarterback. We didn't need to throw those passes. They didn't need to throw those passes. They could have run the ball three times. I guarantee you, you hook Bill Belichick up to a lie detector after this game is over. And they'd say, Bill, what's your biggest regret? He would go, you know, we called those three pass plays. Uh, you know, I don't know. I 
I, I let I guess you know look jo- Josh was wanted to do it and I felt bad for him you know just running all the play so I let him do it but I wish we didn't do it I wish we could have done because they could have won this game with no complete passes they could have absolutely won this game and they're going to win because the Bills are just going for it on fourth down and Josh Allen throws incomplete a horrendous pass batted down by the Patriots and now the Patriots have the football and they can kill the majority of the clock not all the way down to zero but they can kill the majority of the clock still up four uh with a minute 20 left to go there will be likely a few seconds left for the bills uh once they do get the football back if the patriots do not get a first down here bad job by the uh the bills on the possession a couple of missed opportunities from allen and a couple of those scramble things remember the video game every once in a, well, it wasn't a video game it was the the giant tabletop electric football that it took you 10 minutes to set up the formations yeah, yeah and, and, it would go, and you get the one player that would run circles and you go ah oh, it doesn't work <laughs> a couple of his dropbacks on this possession. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. also uh, did a terrible job of timeout management. Uh, so just add that to the laundry list. Hell, that list at this point is as long as the, the list of Santa Claus of the names of good girls and boys. Uh, the number of misused timeouts and game and clock mismanagement. Uh, but that's a whole other thing. Tyler Bass missed that 33-yard field goal. They said very early in the game uh, he felt comfortable from about the uh well the normal extra point so that sums it up there your, your kicker who's been one of your best weapons uh is also neutralized in, in very much of this game so but to your point about the emasculation that that's that's it they got punched in the mouth repeatedly and did not respond i mean when you're averaging eight yards a, a play running the football <laughs> For much of the game, there's there's really nothing else you have to say. You you got beaten down, and for the Buffalo Bills, all the expectations, all those those great high points that they've had with the offense. As soon as we saw what the you know swirling winds were going to do, it's like all right, advantage New England. Why? Because they actually have a ground game and an offensive line that you trust. And even if Mac Jones, I I would never have expected anywhere close to this, right, with the low limit on on pass attempts, figuring the tight ends would be more involved, but didn't need to. Why? Because you kept getting seven yards on first down. So you you just keep running the football, running the clock, and getting out of here. I mean, we're just after 8 o'clock on the West Coast, and this game's about to end. Mm. Shock and awe. I mean, it's, it's, it is very early for this game to end. It's the beginning of the second hour of the show. But when when you're running the football all day, okay, just no, keep it's that it. clock going. Just keep it going. And look, I want to say again, Belichick is not just not throwing the football strictly for his ego. But it's part of it. It's when can I do something where, boy, I can win this way because it's a good strategy to limit the throwing of the football. But, boy, I can really take it up a notch by not really throwing it at all. And this is that game. If it was just normal uh, weather and normal – of course he's going to throw the football a bit. Now it's going to be just like it was with Mac Jones the beginning of the season. Or all through now. He's going to do whatever we need him to do to win this game. If that's throwing the football 90 times, it's fine. If it's throwing the football five yards downfield, that's fine. But this was a night where he can do that and really understand it is a big deal for him, right? We talked to Jason Locke in Fora last hour. He hated having to win with Brady, the best quarterback in the NFL for 20 years. But I'm focusing on the breakup and how bad it was and all the Brady legend. And and you know Belichick's ego is huge and he hates hearing Brady, 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 Brady. That's why it was okay hearing Mac Jones. Hey, Mac Jones, that's right. Oh, no, no. No, now Mac Jones is stepping on my fame, so okay, I'm doing this. So this was a way to, to 
do accomplish both things, right? With, with all, and uh, yeah, yeah. it really was. It, it really I, is. I enjoy that analysis, man. That, that you're thinking that Bill Belichick's really that worried about it. I think he's just trying to figure out how to win the game. Nah, he's won games. He's won so many games at Super Bowls at this point. It's uh, you know I could win this game, but boy, it's kind of you know. Uh, yeah. But now it's about winning it this with way. this team, right? Let me Everybody's try to do it this narrative way. was well, Brady won the Super Bowl, so now he's got to go out and and it's the the year, right? You haven't picked them to go to the AFC title game. I did. The offense I quite did. is isn't quite the dynamo uh, most weeks that uh, perhaps we might have anticipated that there'd be a little, some more wrinkles, but you know know what win ugly right at this point you know when we talk with jason lockafor and, and you and i as we evaluate health for fantasy purposes on the i want your flex podcast or you and i just sending text back and forth i mean the, the laundry lists of of guys injured team to team it's like they don't look anything like the 53 that you started with hell the, the panthers are three-point favorites in week 14 and cam newton's back under center what does that tell you about where the NFL is <laughs> as we go through, right? It's like, here's Mike Glennon out there for the Giants. Really? If I could, if I was walking around with a couple of hundred dollar bills in Vegas asking people outside a sports book who was going to quarterback for the Giants with Daniel Jones out, nobody would have known. Nobody would have known that. People so, would have said Phil Simms. Sure. That's right. You succeed and proceed. It, it <laughs> makes for strange bedfellows. Add the extra week to the season at the end that you're just trying to figure out a way to, to build a game plan week to week uh, and just hope that you find yourself uh, getting an invite to the dance so you can go pick out something sparkly to show off to the world. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome, the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And after a bit of... I don't want to say controversy, but a bit of Bill Belichick getting upset. Uh, the game is over. 14-10 is your final. The Patriots got the football back and had a chance to kill the clock, and it looked like they'd give the ball back to the Bills with a few seconds left, but uh, when the Patriots had to call timeout a couple of times, it was very, very strange. Belichick is screaming at his offense, but in the end, with one second left to go on 4th and 19, the Patriots take and Mac Jones takes a final snap, kneels on the football, the game ends, 14 to 10. The Patriots ran 46 rushing plays, three pass plays, and this is how they win the game over the Buffalo Bills. Now, we spent a lot of time talking about how uh, crazy that is for the Patriots, and we're, look, we're going to hear from Bill Belichick coming yeah, up. Yeah, we a bit, will. But I'll tell you what, man. This is so embarrassing for the Bills. Sure, I mean, this is this is this is like the Spygate, the pa- and, uh, and and Spygate. Oh, the Patriots knew the plays that were coming. The Bills knew the plays that were coming in this game too. They knew they were going to run the football, and they still couldn't stop them. The Bills are stacking nine guys within three yards of the line of scrimmage, and still they can't do it because Belichick comes out. He's got six offensive linemen. The Bills don't know what to do. This is clearly a case of Bill Belichick outcoaching Sean McDermott and his staff. And they couldn't they couldn't find a way. It's not like the Patriots dominated the game and won thirty eight to seven, but they were able to control the football and keep it away from Josh Allen, limit the possessions they had because they couldn't stop him from running the football, even though they knew they were gonna run the football on every bleep and play. Third and ten, we're gonna run the football. First and ten, we're gonna run the football. Third and eighteen, we're gonna run the football. Third and eighteen, down in the red zone, the mm-hmm. Patriots still ran the football to set up Nick Folk for a field goal. 
because he didn't want to throw it. So you knew it was coming, and you still couldn't win the game. This is so embarrassing for the Bills on so many levels. Well, and that, that's the, the larger point to this, and it's not even a matter of coaching. Your players just didn't make plays. Right, it, the blueprint was there. It was here. You can you can you read it? Can you understand it? We got five guys, and we're going to add a sixth on the line, and we're just going to run you over. Harris with the sixty-four yard touchdown run. He finishes with one eleven. Stevenson twenty-four for seventy-eight. Yeah, that that's not a, a robust average, but you know what that is? Tick 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 tick. And as they say, every hit on a night like this feels like you're you're breaking bones, right? That you're you're going to be sore. And and what's the reward for the Bills coming out of this? They got Tampa Bay. Mm. I mean, you're talking about a Super Bowl team that people thought in the beginning of the year that's now going to be maybe after next week, one game over 500. And maybe they make the playoffs and maybe they don't. I mean, that's where they could be right there. NFL 2021, baby. Oh, boy. I'll tell you, we got something coming up next on the New England Patriots that you're just not going to believe. Again, they beat the Bills 14-10. Look, this is going to be a legendary game. It's been talked about for so long, the three pass attempts. Keep it right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, you are listening to Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We just watched the Patriots beat the Bills 14-10. New England threw the football three times. Yeah, they did. One, one pass in the first half, and then two passes on back-to-back plays midway through the fourth quarter that really... If you want to get into and you want to get deep into psychology here for a second, okay? Because we're going to get into this whole Belichick throwing the football three times and just why he did it. Is it, you know, I told you beginning and a few minutes ago, Belichick wanted to do this, wants to show he doesn't need a quarterback to win, right? Blank you, Brady. I don't need a quarterback to win. This is a great night for that game plan because of the wind. We may not, we got to that eight nothing lead and then he knew I could do it. I can do it because we have this lead. I know we can <laughs> we can slow the Bills down. We can do this. We're not going to throw the football. Because clearly, it probably would have helped them to throw the football a little bit in this game. But no, 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 no. Not going to do it. Okay, I get it. I get it. Hey, I'm man, why, why fix what ain't broke? I You're understand. Keep, if I can keep, keep running you yeah. over mm-hmm. and yeah, you oh, show no. no resistance, then the hell no. with it. I'm going to keep I, running you over. Hey, I told you how embarrassing it was for the Bills. But it's not like the Patriots racked up 55 points like they scored 14. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Okay. It was enough to win. Yeah, it was still up in the air until the final possession for the Bills when they, you know they were in the red zone and could have potentially won the game. But look, well, they, it kept you tuned in. It kept you excited. You, it's a great. It was a great strategy. It worked. But part of it is I always wanted to win this way, and I want to win. I want to show people I don't need a quarterback to win. All right. So now think about it from this. Do you think before you think? Oh, maybe not. If this was a game and Tom Brady was playing quarterback, would Belichick have called this game? There's no way. And, and and Brady doesn't throw the football. He throws the ball three times in a game. That never happens. Now, oh, how Brady comes off the field and says, though. if you don't need me, I'm leaving. And he just gives a wave. And he you know he, he points to Brian Hoyer and just gives him the thumb. Go in, man. They don't need me tonight. Go ahead. You go in and hand the football off. He would never have done this with Tom Brady. Never. Now, granted, yes, Tom Brady is a lot better than Mac Jones. But 
Still, this is not just we threw the football 10 times. This is we threw the football three bleeping times. He would have never done this with Brady, right? This is, this, this, is, this is a big part of it to show I don't need a quarterback to win. We just need my system on defense. My offensive system is executed by Josh McDaniels, and that's how we need to win games, and I can win games like this. Look, this is really coming out. If you want to see what Belichick versus Brady really is, because they're, they're fighting with each other. They're still bad battling each other this time from, you know, from, from 1,500 miles apart. This is shaking out just like Shaq versus Kobe when Shaq left the Lakers, right? They got along to win with the Lakers, right? Shaq and Kobe got along to win, but you know they didn't like each other. But they knew the partnership worked. The Lakers went back-to-back-to-back titles. But eventually, all right, I'm chafing a little bit. I don't want to have to play with Kobe. I want more money. I, you know what? And I'm going to leave. And Shaq left, and it was, let's fight to see who wins first. Shaq is Brady, right? Shaq goes to the Heat. They're more ready to win. They go, and he wins the, he wins the first battle, right? He wins the NBA title the next year with Dwayne Wade. Hey, it's Shaq's guy, right? That Shaq. Shaq is Tom Brady. Kobe is Belichick. Okay, I'm still young. I have a few more years left in me than you do, Shaq, physically in this league. And clearly, Belichick has more years being a head coach than Brady will as a quarterback. As many years as Brady wants to play, Belichick will have more years coaching than Brady will have playing. So I take the longer view. So we tank last year. We don't even draft players who can help us last year. We're going to sign Cam Newton to be our quarterback. And that's how we're going to go. We're not even going to try to compete. It's a bad year for us. And still, they won seven games. Right? It was still a really good season for them. But now here's something new. All right, now you really think that that last year was something? Now I'm coming after you because I'm going to go draft a rookie quarterback that everybody is going to love. They're going to think he's you, and it's going to be another love fest, and I'm going to show you that I can win with a rookie quarterback doing exactly what I want him to do. We're not going to take the – we're not going to throw the football a ton. He's going to throw sometimes 20 times a game. We're going to throw the football 10 yards downfield, and that's it because he can't throw the football downfield more than that. And we're going to let him do baby steps, and he's going to be the third or fourth most important thing we have on the team behind the defense the running game maybe special teams and Nick Folk because you see what Nick Folk has done he's made what 50 field goals in a row under 50 yards Uh, and then there's Mac Jones so I'm going to de-emphasize the quarterback and I'm going to win and I'm going to go and see you in the Super Bowl and look where they are right now number one seed in the AFC as a result of this this is where they are this is just like Shaq versus Kobe it was it was Shaq and Tom Brady the short view because they didn't have as much time left and here's Belichick and Kobe with the longer view more time left in the game than they do and this is how it's playing out believe me they are still fighting each other from 1500 miles away and if we get if we get Patriots and and Bucks in the Super Bowl, first of all, I know the NFL is fixed because, I mean, come on, we're really going to get that? But if we get that, can you imagine what the storylines are going to be like? And, how, and and do you believe it's going to be Belichick and stop Brady? Can Brady get over on Belichick? I mean, that that's going to be the Super Bowl that, that – forget about 100 million people watching on TV. There's going to be 200 million people watch on TV. Brady versus Belichick, this battle is still there. It is still being fought. In fact, it is more severe than it was a year ago because the Patriots decided to not fight last year. And it was all Brady and – because the Patriots knew we're not going to compete. Tom's going to a team ready-made to win, so we're just going to kind of hang and make this a gap year. We're going to save money, go spend money on free agents, and then we're coming after you in 2021. And look where they are. They spent all that money, and they're the number one seed in the AFC. And don't forget, I told you at the beginning of the season, 
the Patriots would be in the AFC Championship game because they were going to do exactly this. They were going to make that team how they wanted to do it, and the quarterback was going to be, when, when they got Mac Jones, he's going to do exactly what we need him to do. It's going to be like the early days of our dynasty when we didn't ask Tom Brady to do much. In fact, you're asking Mac Jones to do less than Tom Brady in the beginning of the dynasty because there's at least games where Tom Brady pulled out you know, in one game. People forget he won the Super Bowl with a final game-winning drive. Mac Jones has not done that yet. It, so Brady is still playing better than Mac Jones is. But this is how this is how Belichick envisioned it, and this is how it's going for him. Well, you know what? You got to have your vision board. I like the way you set that all up. I mean, you know, you you might as well have had Tom release a rap video saying, "Hey, Bill, tell me how my." And I'll leave you all to finish that off if you remember the the last couple of words of that line. Uh, and look, the circumstances for today's game allowed them to not have to turn to Mac Jones at all. The fact that they threw the ball in the fourth quarter. Uh, they got all excited. Joe Buck showed up as part of the Manning broadcast. And they're like, thanks, Joe. They're throwing the ball now that you're here. Where were you? Because um, they want to analyze quarterback play, of course. <laughs> and handing off uh, and that technique, I guess, only goes so far. Uh, but they're not going to be able to simulate the J-Lo video effects to get the hair blowing uh, and 35-mile-an-hour winds every week. Right to where uh, this theory would be tested. This is an outlier. This is a fun experiment. You win a grind-out game and you punch your division rival in the throat. You also uh, are undefeated in division, which is a nice coup. And again, you, the Jets are on, on the board, but they, they are what they are. Um, look, we, we talked about the, the way the squad was being built. Right, Defensively, you had all those guys opt out last year, many back, and then you bring in reinforcement you look at the tight end position and and just reforming your squad right even if brady made less money that was still a bunch coming off the books especially when you look at you paid cam newton nothing last year and then you bring in mac jones and the way quarterback money is for rookies you're paying him nothing this year so it works out nicely to redeploy uh said assets just wait until next year when the salary cap jumps a bunch as is anticipated so uh, even more potential for chaos but I, I like that it's the the struggle as you set it up that it's the never-ending battle that all consumes uh bill belichick as if he's quint in jaws or you know, going going after Moby Dick, whatever whatever you want to do, <laughs> that it's an obsession. Like, guy just wants to win. I don't know that it's all funneled back into. There's a picture of Tom Brady on his wall that he occasionally. Hey, we got to replace the frame. Did you punch it out again? <laughs> Did you punch it out again, Bill? Are you having another one of those nightmares because of of what was? I I, I don't know. May, may, and maybe there's something to it. Uh, the delicate genius of it all. But Josh McDaniels in calling strong games and and knowing what's available. And in here, because you had such early success running the football, why would you go away from it? All right, I have no doubt that that was the game plan. We're going to run the ball uh, quite a bit, but I would have expected more of Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, not as blockers. But let me just throw this out because here's, here's a situation where I'll tell you this is how Belichick wanted to win the game, right? Let's go back to the possession that gave New England the field goal that gave them the 14-10 lead. Okay. They run again. They're running the. They hadn't thrown the football the entire second half, right? This is still when they mm-hmm. had one pass attempt, right? They had one pass attempt. They drove downfield and they had first and ten at the Buffalo eleven yard line. All right. 
They run the football up the middle and lose three yards, right? Now you're on the 14-yard line. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, are you still going to run the football? We're going to run the football again on second and 13. Okay, uh, you lose five yards on that. Now it's third and 18, and you run the football again. I mean, that's your time. First and 10 at the 11, when you're trying to get in the end zone, this is your time to finally say, okay, now we'll show them something and throw the football because we're 11 yards away from a touchdown. Because clearly, neither team was getting close to the end zone. Look, the, the wind was really bad. Neither team could get up and down the field. We saw how it was swirling the entire night. I mean, that's why we had a game like this. And that's the time to say, all right, he can throw the football 10 yards. right? We're not asking Matt Jones, hey, hey throw it 40 yards downfield and watch that ball just flutter all through the air. No, you're at the 11. 11-yard line, and still they didn't throw the football. Still they didn't throw the football, and and they ran the football on those three plays. There's a couple of times where it screamed of, hey, trying to throw the football here might really work for you and might re- might really help us get yards get in the end zone, and they still didn't do it. And I don't know why they threw those two passes they did in the middle of the fourth no. quarter. Unless, unless, now follow me here, because this is getting kind of deep, Mike Harvey. This is getting kind of deep, right? So you the, knew the, it was Deep in be, the overthinking. Keep yeah, going. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this is deep, but it's not overthinking. This is Belichick knowing, well, after the game, if we throw the football once, they're going to say, ah, oh, did you throw the football once? But if we throw the football ball twice here and don't get a first down and potentially put the game at risk you know at after the game all everybody can say the reporters the insiders people on tv on the radio can go you don't know why they tried to throw the football in those two plays are you running the football so what are they doing trying to throw the football belichick had the great game plan yeah really you didn't need to throw the football and again more de-emphasizing of the quarterback we throw the football twice right here and don't get a first down of it people are going to say what are you doing and we don't need to talk about the quarterback anymore i, I get that's deep but just think about that. They throw the football two plays in a row, and that's it? And at that, that, that point, two, really, all of this, look, it was, it was a great game plan because it's the way Belichick likes to win. Stick it to Tom Brady was part of it. I'm a genius was part of it. But because of the weather, he was able to pull this off. You love that, don't you? I, I th- it's ma- it's that. making my head hurt. Is, you love is really, that. Is really what it comes that. back to, right? Is the Look, the second down pass play made no sense. Right, nice easy route in theory. Nice play by the Buffalo defender, but you thought you'd get a quick six, seven yard pickup and, and keep the chains moving. I, I just think you're, you're trying to add more layers of uh, subterfuge and and Machiavellian planning for Bill Belichick than there really is. Like. You're in close quarters. You haven't thrown the ball yet. All right, Mac, let's throw it into a tight space against the team that is right with us, a top-scoring defenses in the National Football League. They can just run the football. <laughs> Take your points in, in a game where you know the points are going to be uh, so meaningful, right, as evidenced by the Bass miss field goal uh, from what has been an automatic spot for him. So I, I love your theories and, and trying to get deep inside the mind and heart of Bill Belichick. And yes, as one of the uh, our, our listeners wrote, uh, yes, I, I misspoke. I forget about the, the Dolphins victory back in week one. You know, the game they should have won when Damian Harris fumbled the ball uh, and took away what should have been a chip shot field goal to end it. Uh, that's fine. That, that, that seems a lifetime ago. But with the Dolphins surging, well, that game actually means something now. Uh, but for the Patriots... Look, eight and four, you move forward. Are they sexy? No, they don't have to be. And Mac Jones, because everybody, you just don't like that he's getting good press and they're winning. 
when your quarterback – I don't uh, mind that he's getting good no. press because he's played okay. But he's not no. been unbelievably great. There are, there, are, there are a score of quarterbacks who could be doing exactly this because Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels brought the right guy into the right system at the right time. There's lots of guys you can win like this. He's not reinventing the wheel. They're not winning because of him. There's many quarterbacks who you can put here and say, do what Mac Jones did, and the Patriots record would be 8-4. and four. Maybe it would be even more because earlier on in the season, you know, other quarterbacks could actually throw the football more than 15 yards down the field. In some games the Patriots lost, they might have been able to win if they had a quarterback who was more dynamic. Mac Jones has been good. He's been good enough. He's been the best rookie quarterback, clearly because his team has won the most games. But this is not like he's having a rookie season that he's breaking all passing records sure. for. You know, no one, no one talked like, like this about Justin Herbert last year when he had the best rookie season a quarterback's had since Peyton Manning, and it was even better than Peyton Manning. Ah, Justin Herbert. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Matt Jones, oh my God, Matt Jones. This is a perfect game. He threw for 190 yards and three touchdowns. What a bit. This was his superstar game. He threw for 190 yards. Yes, he threw three touchdowns, but you can throw three touchdowns from five yards away. He threw for 190 yards. How is this as big? I'm a superstar game. The desire to give Mac Jones more publicity than he gets is just out of this world over the top. And, you know, maybe Belichick stopped that for a little bit here. Hey, I'm right. You think, oh, stop Mac Jones. Right, you but it's Mac setting Jones up the super villain again. We could have just we could have just snapped the football to Stevenson the entire night and still won the game. Okay, I could have gone single wing wildcat the entire four quarters. We would have done it. All right, just stop with all the Mac Jones stuff. Okay, just stop now now I got to tell our executive <laughs> producer Justin Frostberg to cover his ears for a second. Um, as good as Justin Herbert is, nobody cares about the Chargers. Sorry. Uh, the rebuilding of the Patriots one year removed from Tom Brady's removal and arrival to a Super Bowl win in Tampa is a far more entertaining story, right? You just set it all up. Think about Super Bowl week here in L.A. with that going on with Tampa and New England. Sure, New England fans will not have seen two bad seasons in a row uh, for the lifetime of most of the people that are called fans uh, there in New England. But the fact of the matter is, you know, it's, it's a much better narrative of the resurgence, the renewal, all of those things uh, about Bill Belichick, Mac Jones. And for Justin Herbert, I, I th- seem to remember, at least we talked about him a lot, and maybe it was our, our locale here in Southern California. But the, the year he had last year, especially the way he came in, it's like you got 10 minutes notice. Hey, this guy's got a uh, – took a needle – that punctured a lung, go play football. Okay, because you know damn well, he, with Anthony Lynn there, he was never seeing the field so long as Terod Taylor was healthy. We know this. We watched it. And then he goes out and has a magnificent season. So we, we appreciated it. We celebrated it with great regularity. Not For like the this, though. Audience, not, no, no, no. Yeah, Mac, but, no, Mac Jones! No, oh but have, God, but no, 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 no. Again, you're, you're giving credence to a bunch of bloviating idiots. That's all everybody says about it. You can't turn on But this is our contained in our four hours. Mac Jones is, oh my God. Mac Jones has been okay. Okay, Mac Jones has been okay. That's why we are the the bastions of hope. This and, is why nobody said anything tellers. about Trent Dilfer in 2000. Oh, Trent Dilfer is so good. Oh, my God, he's amazing. Look at what he's doing with his Ravens team. Oh, my God, Trent Dilfer's amazing. No, nobody said that. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What does it mean to be a sore loser in the world of sports? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> And I'm going to give you the answer to the question. Hi, I'm Jason Smith. Welcome Hi, I'm inside. Mike Harmon. Have some nice piping hot chicken broth while we're going to answer a big question for you. Uh, following the Patriots' dominant win over the Bills tonight on the ground, they run for over 200 yards. They beat the Bills 14-10 to 10 in a game in which the Patriots threw three passes. Three passes. Okay, Three's three. a magic number. Three, three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 21, three. Now we'll get to the Patriots part of it coming up again in a few minutes, but let's bring you the post-game response from Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, two Bills defensive backs who were asked about, hey, are you guys embarrassed by the run defense? What was the run defense tonight? Boy, what the Patriots did to you guys. Uh, how do you feel about that? They did not like that question whatsoever and made sure everybody knew they didn't like the question. I mean, what kind Boy, of question? What are we doing, bro? Hey. What kind of question is that? I think we keep, I think keep we that, keep uh, seven points. Yeah, we, 14, uh, four, 14 to 14. 14 to 10. Is that the final score? We made stops when we had to. They had one big run. I mean, they got good backs. They, yeah, all right. Um, they kept coming back to a couple of runs. I mean, I don't know how you want us to answer that question. That's funny. Well, I'll, we'll remember that. I'll remember that. Oh, Jordan Poy, I'll remember that. I, so apparently it's the offense's fault now. Hey, we held them to 14 points. What do you want? I'll remember that. You got you got gashed and lost a game in which the other team threw the football three bleeping times. That was not a question. It was out of line. That was completely in tune with the game. How do you guys lose when the other team throws the football three bleeping times? I get you're embarrassed. I understand. But I vividly remember three weeks ago after Mike White threw four picks and Jordan Poyer didn't have a pick during the season after the game was over, him and Micah Hyde in their post-game press conference laughing it up and Poyer saying, thanks, Mike White, for his first turn over oh but now you lost the game oh remember that oh i can't believe you're gonna say that and ask me that be professionals man what sore losers they sound like be pros nothing was over the line i get you're upset but you're professionals in the nfl you got no problem making fun of the jets well let's face it, everybody's fun of the jets but you got no problem in the post-game press conference making fun of the quarterback with three oh, thanks mike white but now you get a question about dude you guys got embarrassed tonight oh what kind of question is that oh that's that's, that's not a question i'll remember that question what does that mean? I'll remember that. Be pros. Nothing was bad. I get you're mad. I get you're upset. But you put that uniform on for a living. Be professionals and don't be sore losers. That's incredibly embarrassing by the Bills. 
it's kind of laughable to to go after the reporter. I mean, his their points are are, are well taken. It's like you, you gave up a lot of yardage, and certainly your defensive line took a beating, and you didn't give up a lot of points. That's that's fine. Uh, if you want to go after the offense explicitly, then then say it. But if you just want to hold up, we did our job say that line i thought that was perfectly reasonable to say we gave up 14 these are games we have to win or do you leave that line for the coach to say i don't know what the rule of engagement is on that because anything you say to defend your part of things which even though they didn't do a good job of defending uh, on so many of those plays right they're gonna run it again they're coming at you i mean the bills still had more first downs over the course of the game the time of possession was off by four minutes it's the net yards were within 11 so i i get it you you might bristle at it but to to then take it take umbrage with the reporter for asking the question and i I I couldn't tell what was it phrased as embarrassed for what they did. I mean, I I didn't hear the question. We only got the response there. So uh, if it was phrased as are you embarrassed? Like, well, yeah, it's odd to lose a game that way. But they were asked if they thought the run defense was embarrassing tonight and what that kind of meant to the loss. I mean, it's a trigger word. I get it. But if you're going to honk it up and talk when you win and be like, yeah, yeah, thanks, Mike White. This is great. Being a Buffalo Bill is great. Then you know what? Be pros and talk about it when you lose. And say, yeah, you know what? Boy, this is real. I I can't believe we did that. We got to get back. Whatever you say. But no, 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 no. I don't want the tough questions. I only want to talk when we're winning and we're dominating teams. That's great. That's not how life works. See, you're just mad because they yucked it up about the Jets. I just remembered that right away, how happy they were to talk (laughs) about and embarrass another player on another team. But now, now I can't talk about this oh my goodness what a game we got more on this coming up next right here jason and mike this is fox i'm diosa and i'm mala we are the creators of locatora radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast podcast. welcome to locatora radio season nine love Love at at first first listen. listen this season we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.